Hello and welcome. You're listening to the You Do Woo podcast, and I'm your host, Allison Cullen. I'm a mom with a background in business and counseling, but I've always been tapped into the more woo-woo side of everyday life. I'm here to take you on an exploration of your spirituality, give you helpful life hacks, help you on this evolution through motherhood, and give you a weekly dose of useful woo. If you need your cup filled, your mind expanded, and you want to increase your manifestation abilities at the same time, you've come to the right place. Let's get started. Good morning or afternoon or evening, whenever you're listening to this, and happy spring. I hope everyone who celebrates Easter had a really happy Easter weekend. Thank you so much for tuning back into You Do Woo. I know y'all have so many options of podcasts to listen to, so I really appreciate you making this show one of your weekly rituals. If you haven't listened lately. There are so many good episodes that have come out lately. Last week we had the Almost 30 Gals, Lindsay and Krista from the Almost 30 podcast, which is a top 50 podcast in the world. I had them on You Do Woo a few weeks back, I think in March 2022, mid-March 2022. I did a little episode on my past life regression. That was a juicy one. We've had a lot of profile episodes, your human design profile, which are those two numbers. Make sure to check that out depending on what you are. And there's been so many good ones lately, and there's a lot of really good ones to come. But I just wanted to thank you for tuning in and thank you so much for sharing these episodes. If there's an episode you especially love, please share it with a couple of friends. That's how we organically grow this show. And I just love connecting with new people who have found me through the podcast. It is truly a fun creative outlet for me and I love getting y'all resources of really fun coaches and experts and healers and all of that kind of stuff. Definitely reach out to me on Instagram at you do woo if you have anybody in mind that you would like for me to interview on the show. I'm always open to meeting new people and hearing from new people. Today we have on Miss Kesley Tweed. She can be found on Instagram at Iron Gypsy Life. She is so fun. So she's an empath coach and also an expert in astrology. So we get into all of the superpowers that people who are empathic have and how to sort of create this power and just really like dive into the positive parts of being an empath rather than sometimes we can, those of us who soak up other people's emotions can really get into sort of like a victim mindset. And I know I've gotten there before. So Kesley's great at just switching that for you, knowing that if you are an empath, if you are someone who really can tune into other people's emotions and feelings, how you can basically restructure your thoughts and your energy so that you can use utilize that as a superpower. And we also get into 
human design charts and astrology charts and what those look like as far as being an empath. So it's a super juicy conversation. I hope that you love it. I hope you will share it with a friend or two that is into human design or astrology or who is maybe an empath because it has a lot of really great tips and tricks from Kesley on how to really tap into that as a superpower and utilize it to your advantage. So enjoy and I'll see you on the other side. Hey, I'm so excited to chat with Miss Kesley Tweed today. You probably heard me talk all about her in the intro, but today we're going to talk with her about empaths and what it looks like to be an empath. This is like a question I get so much in regards to human design. So I brought Kesley on to answer all of y'all's questions. Welcome to the You Do Woo, Kesley. I'm excited to have you. Thank you so much, Allison. It is a pleasure to be here and so excited to to talk to all the empaths out there and hopefully share some helpful tips and tools. Yeah. So one of the questions I almost always get from clients or prospective clients is how can you tell in your human design chart if you're an empath? And we're going to get into this because you know all about astrology quite a bit more than I do. So Kesley also does Reiki, astrology, empath coaching, all that kind of stuff. She wears lots of hats. So go check her out for sure. We're going to put her handle in the show notes. But what I usually answer with is for people to look at their solar plexus center, which is your emotional center, which I'm looking at your chart right now. It's open. There's a couple of gates lit up, but you have an open solar plexus like me. And also their spleen center. Those two seem to be very similar with figuring out if you're an empath, if they're open. I'm sure there's many other things, but I would love for you to sort of give us an overview of how that looks. Well, A, please give us the definition of what it means to be an empath and then how people can find that in their charts, like their astrology chart or human design chart. Absolutely. So thank you so much. So an empath, my kind of book definition is an empath is someone who is more sensitive than the average person to the energy, emotions, and expectations of others. And so oftentimes we think about the energy piece. We think about the emotion piece, right? So empaths are often the people who walk into a room or they're on a Zoom call or in person with somebody. It's like we pick up on whatever vibe is in that space or whatever emotion that person is carrying. The the part that I like to add to it is the expectation piece. So oftentimes the empath specifically that I work with, this has been my journey as well. They tend to resonate with feeling like at least at some point in their life, they had people pleasing behaviors. Mm -hmm. So it's like we pick up on and are sensitive to what other people expect from us, how we are expected to show up, behave, respond. And so it ends up being this pattern of sort of shape shifting. And if you're anything like me, I woke up in my thirties and started asking myself some deep questions around 
well, who am I really? If I stopped doing these things in order to respond to the expectations of others or doing things that I thought would make other people or help other people love me more, who would I become? And that's a very common thing for empaths is that we sort of put on this facade or this version of ourselves that we believe will be most accepted because we are sensitive to those expectations. And one of the reasons we're so susceptible to this is because think about it, right? If you're more sensitive, not only to expectations, but people's energy, their emotions, you feel responsible for how other people feel. It's going to sink in and, and hurt and touch much more deeply within an empath if someone is disappointed than just you know any average person on the street. So those are very common things I see in empaths. Another thing that people often overlook when it comes to empaths is the like super achiever, overachiever version of the empath. And it comes back to the same thing, people's expectations, right? So I've worked with so many empaths where it's like they were climbing to the top, you know, wanted to be the best, the perfectionist, because it hits deep when we disappoint or feel like we've disappointed others. So those are a few things. And then you, you talked about the intuitive piece. Empaths are highly creative. They are amazing lovers and they feel called to purpose. Most typically, that's another one of or to specific types of empaths that I work with. They're like, I know I was born for a purpose. I'm here for a reason. That's been my story. I'm just not sure what it is or I don't feel comfortable stepping into that. I'm afraid what other people will think. Very common empath thing. But the intuitive piece, yes, because empaths are so sensitive to energy, emotions, expectations. We have this unique ability to really connect with others and read others and understand or even pick up signs and vibrations and messages from the universe that maybe others are not as, as open to. So it's, it's a beautiful, powerful gift to be an empath. I always like to say empaths have the biggest, most beautiful hearts. They are the givers of the world. They are the creators of the world. And I truly believe if you're an empath and you're here at this time, you are here to do something very special in terms of shifting the vibration of this planet. So congratulations. Welcome to your empowered empath journey. And part of my mission is just to help empaths stop just giving, giving, giving and yeah. draining your cup and learn how to fill your own cup and be an abundant, empowered empath. So yeah. to get back to <laughs> the question that you asked yeah. about being an empath and how to see that in your astrological birth chart. So as you said, Allison, just as I, I know very, very little, like just bits of human design, but I absolutely love it. But astrology and human design are similar in that they're so deep right? Like you can know your sun sign, but there's so many deep layers. One of the first things that we can talk about, I think is a really great signature to look at. It's actually your moon sign in your astrological birth chart. Okay. So your moon sign, it, the moon is the center of our emotions. It is the, the planet that rules our ability to, you know, to really sense things and feel things. And it is a very intuitive aspect of ourselves. So looking at your moon sign, would be a really great way to do that. Now, here's the thing. Everyone is intuitive. Everyone has the ability to be empathic. So part of it is really understanding the type of empath or the type of intuition that you might be most open to. So you can look at your moon sign. You can also look at the balance of the elements in your chart. And there's four elements. And I like to think about it as each of these four elements open you up to different types of empathy and intuition and, and gifts. 
those spiritual or intuitive or empathic gifts. So we can kind of talk about those if you want, Allison, the four, the four types. Yes, please. Yeah. So when we think about empathy and intuition, a natural first uh, modality or element we might think of is water. So water empaths, or if you have primary signatures or a moon sign or even a sun sign in the sign uh, or in a water sign, right? So your water signs are going to be your Cancer, your Pisces, and your Scorpio. So what that opens you up to is a lot of what we've been talking about. Like this is the natural ability to really sense the emotions, pick up on the emotions of others. Mm -hmm. Also, um, water empaths have a unique ability for creativity. It's like they're able to channel these deep emotions within themselves and use that to create and put something beautiful out into the world. And so a lot of people with water signatures tend to be the artists, tend to be the musicians, the dancers. They usually have some sort of creative form. And I think what makes them so beautiful and so able to, to deliver that is that they are able to draw inspiration, connection, energy from the different types of things around them. So awesome. that's that's one type of empath is your, your water empaths. Then you've got your air empaths, and that's going to be your Gemini, your Aquarius, and your, man, I'm coming up with these off the top of my head now, Gemini, Aquarius, and Gemini, Aquari- Libra. Got it. Thank you. And Which so I have, I have, we just talked about this, but I have Aquarius moon and Aquarius rising. So I need yes. to pay attention to you. Yes. So we talked a little bit about that, right? And um, just as kind of our pre-discussion, I'm an Aquarius sun, I'm a Capricorn moon, but I have a primary balance of elements in water and I actually have quite a bit of air as well. And so the air empaths are there, it's much more of a kind of mental energy. Mm-hmm. So I always like to describe this as like, you have this ability to sort of like get in the brain or get in the mind yeah. or, you know, like, they would say like, you you don't know a person until you walked a mile in their shoes. Like this, this type of empath has an ability to kind of like put themselves in someone else's shoes and see the world through that person's eyes. In terms of like downloading and intuition, um, these people are really great channelers in terms of just like receiving messages. Cause it's like this open flow of energy, especially you with that Aquarian signet, those two Aquarian signatures that you have, Allison, it's like, it's kind of like this channeling. Like, I wonder if you ever just get sort of like downloads from the universe where it's just like ping, 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 all these thoughts. There's so many times when I speak or I'm just doing like a solo episode or anytime I've done public speaking that I like literally black out Mm -hmm. and then come up for air at the end. And I'm like, I don't know what I just said. Let me go listen to it. So yeah, not always, but sometimes. So not only just a channel of energy coming in, but a flow, it's almost like, Things are coming in. You don't even know where it's coming from. And it's just like pouring out of you. Mm-hmm. That is a beautiful gift. That is a beautiful way of connecting. Also, like from an empathy standpoint, if we're talking pure empathy, it's those air empaths that it's just kind of like they have the right words. They know how to have a, a beautiful conversation, how to ask the right questions. One of the questions I always get from empaths is like, well, you know, I want to help people. And oftentimes I feel responsible. I always say, be a resource don't take responsibility. So a good example of that, a way to do that if you're an air empath would be ask great questions. You have a gift for helping people dig deeper into themselves, find the right answers within themselves just by asking the right questions. Yeah. So I almost became a therapist 
I have, yeah. I'm lacking a few hours from getting my master's in counseling because I got to the point where I was like, I don't think that I can meet with people weekly and talk about their stuff. I think I would take on responsibility mm-hmm. for that. And that's why I love what I do now because I usually only work with people either once or for a month at a time or something like that. And then it's like, I feel like I'm resourcing them instead of taking responsibility for them, like you said. Absolutely. So you've learned a way to be a resource, not take responsibility that works for you. The other little catchphrase I like to use is empower, not enable, right? If it's like, if we're a therapist or even, you know, I work as a coach and an astrologer, it's like, if we're taking on their problems and we're solving them all for someone, we're enabling them. We're not empowering them to stand on their own feet. Another thing I like to say to empaths all the time is like, you're, you're not here to be a sponge. You're not here to be an absorber of energy. You're here to be a creator of energy. Yes. So it's like, how can I create an energy and hold a space where this person is empowered and abundant within themselves to create. And it's like, part of it comes down to trusting in your own ability to hold that space and your ability to create a beautiful, powerful energy without having to do anything necessarily. But then it's also like seeing the gifts and seeing the light in the other person. And that's part of being an empath as well. Mm -hmm. It's like being able to connect with them at such a level that you're like, wow, I can see things in you that you can't even see in yourself. And I think that's a beautiful empath trait and gift that we all have. So yes, any other thoughts on the air? No, I'll I'll let you go on to earth and fire. Okay, cool. So we'll go on then to fire. So we've got Aries, Leo, and Sagittarius. That would be the fire empaths. And once again, this would be your moon sign, your sun sign, or if you have an abundance of planets, um, this will give you a little insight into some of the gifts that you might have. So fire empath, right? We were talking about this a little bit before, Allison. There's this unique ability to understand what lights people up, what motivates them. So those fire empaths have this beautiful ability to really like inspire other people. They are the action takers. They are the ones that have the ideas and the inspired kind of like insights that come to them. And so they're really great in terms of being leaders, in terms of being initiators, in terms of getting other people saying the right things, encouraging in the right way to really get people to to get up off their booty and take some action. So that's a beautiful thing that I love about fire. It's like, they're that spark that people need. And that's a form of empathy. That's truly a form of empathy is when you can speak passionately to someone, when you can light up something within them, Mm -hmm. you know, like think about, you know, the fire, these fire signs, like you have that fire within you, you can hold that space of inspiration and ignite that same thing in someone else. So that's a beautiful trait of the fire empaths. I really feel too, my sun sign and my husband's sun sign are both Sagittarius. Mm-hmm. So that's a lot. And he, I'm pretty sure he has a Pisces moon and is so emotional. I mean, so emotional. So we have some fun stuff going on there. But like one thing for both of us that we've talked about is if we're not inspiring people or taking inspired action, we sort of get depressed. Like yes. we don't feel fulfilled. Yeah. Not, not everybody's that way, you know? No, not everybody is that way, especially a fire sign, right? Fire is about momentum. Fire is about forward action. We actually, as we're talking today, it's the Aries new moon. It's like, yes, you feel this push, this force, this momentum forward. That's very much 
fire. And that's important to recognize if you have fire signatures in your chart within you, but also recognizing that you have that ability, as you said, to, to ignite that in other people. Yeah. Um, there's also this like instinct in terms of the intuition part. Fire signs have this instinct within them. It's like just this knowing, and it's like this, it hits you like that bolt of lightning. Mm-hmm. That's very much this like fire, like very primal type of, of intuition and knowing that I think yep. is very unique to the fire signs that resonates with you as well. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. <laughs> and then we have the, um, earth empaths. So that is going to be your Taurus, your Virgo and your Capricorns and earth energy. It's very grounding. It's very soothing. It's much more calming. We were talking about fire being kind of that, like inspiration, like let's go earth. Empathy is much more calming. It's much more of an ability to hold a space where the person knows everything is going to be okay. And it's this comfort through just this level of certainty and calmness Mm -hmm. that a, that an earth empath can hold. It makes me want to take a deep breath. Right. (laughs) Exactly. And that's exactly what it feels like to be with a strong earth energy. It's just like this soothing. Like I always think about an analogy of like a cool, like a cool rock or cool mud. Like that's that feeling of that, like earthy empathy where you just feel supported and held. Yeah. Right. And, and earth empaths in terms of kind of how they receive, because earth is very physical. They can feel things in their body, right. Where they pick up signs and signals from other people in their physical body. But I think with them, it's like this deep sense of wisdom and it's almost like wisdom developed over time, right? Where it's like, okay, I understand that it's very natural. I understand the natural cycles of life. I understand this is the flow of how things work, the natural laws, things like that. So it's just like this certainty that they have within themselves. It's this deep built in sense of wisdom that it's almost like, well, where does that come from? It's like, they just know these earth signs just know they have some sort of deep connection to nature or what's beyond that's, that's just a a wisdom that that can only be described as sort of beyond, beyond this lifetime. I love that so much. So my daughter is a Virgo And definitely I, oh, she, well, she's a reflector in human design, which is like less than 1% of the population. And she's like a super, super empath, very extroverted reflector, but she is like, she just loves the like calm grounded feeling. And even when she's playing, it's like just a grounded feeling. But if myself or my husband are having like anxious energy then she's like really, really not okay. You know, like she's very sensitive to her environment. And she also was obsessed with being outside. There's Mm -hmm. some, she doesn't watch a ton of TV, but every once in a while we'll have to watch Frozen. That's like the only thing she watches. And the other day we were outside and it was a little bit cold for Texas. And I was like, do you want to go inside and watch Frozen for a little bit? Because I was getting cold. And she was like, no, I want to stay outside. And I'm like, you're like the only toddler who would choose to stay outside versus go inside and watch TV. So she's very much my little, my little Virgo. So I feel that she's very grounding and grounded. Yes. Yes. And that's such a gift. I think, you know, we all underestimate the things that I think are so natural to us. Mm -hmm. So for someone who, you know, who doesn't have that, who maybe is more kind of 
in their head or action oriented, that earthiness, that grounding can be really soothing and supportive. Yeah. And I had a quick question for you as far as the air signs. Mm -hmm. I like, I wonder too, if this is what can sometimes lead to like just having so much mental energy and so much like anxiety that you either soak up from other people or sort of create on your own and yourself. Mm -hmm. I've been doing TM transcendental meditation lately, Mm -hmm. which has so, so helped. It's sort of like calmed that, but do you have any little tips for people who are maybe more air with that mental energy? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's a really good one. So I'm an Aquarius sun. So a lot of air energy as well, Libra rising. So definitely, like I said, have a lot of air meditation changed my life. I started with transcendental meditation as well. That is huge. Another really great strategy for the air signs is something like journaling, mm-hmm. right? Like Allison, you were even asking how to clear energy after you have a session with the client where you've taken on energy, emotions, thoughts, all those sorts of things. Your mind is kind of spinning. So of course there is more spiritual things we can do. Like you can sage, mm-hmm. you can light some incense, you can use aromatherapy, uh, you can take Epsom salt baths, things like that. But on a very practical level, that awareness that I've taken on thoughts, right. That are not my own or emotions that are not my own pouring that out on a piece of paper, just writing down, okay, what am I thinking? And then clearly looking at that, like, what is mine? Number one, what is actually something that I can deal with right now? What is not worth it? What is just me ruminating? What is me getting into the future, right? And just when we put something, when we get it out of our head and onto paper, it's easier to really sort through it and say, okay, what's worth it? What is worth my mental energy? Another thing that I like to practice is pause, feel, choose. And this can go for um, more air types, but really any type of empath. And it starts like in that moment, right? Where you recognize that you are having a reaction. You've taken on someone's energy. You're feeling an emotion and it doesn't matter if it's yours or someone else's, but just that acknowledgement. Okay. I'm feeling something. Let's explore this on a little bit deeper level. So the first step is pause, right? It is that acknowledgement. But then another really important piece, and this can be used as part of this process in a moment to clear energy One of the biggest tools that we underestimate is the breath. The breath is an incredible tool to shift your state, to shift your nervous system, to clear energy, breathing, not into the chest, but down into the area below the belly button, deep belly breaths will shift you immediately. So that's the first step of the pause, feel, choose process is just pausing and breathing. The second part is feel, feeling. And especially for the air signs, but again, this goes for everyone because oftentimes we're like so much in our heads or if we're super action oriented or we've got a lot of thoughts, I didn't learn personally how to honor and understand or claim my emotions until much later on in life. So the second step is to feel, allow yourself to feel what it is you're feeling. Ask yourself, what do I feel? What am I feeling right now? Because it might be a feeling of guilt or responsibility. Those are two of the most common emotions that I hear among empaths, overwhelm, right? And when we feel that and when we acknowledge, okay, I'm feeling this, then we have the power to change it. 
Whereas if we just allow ourselves to keep taking on and taking on and absorbing energy and feeling these emotions, but we never really acknowledge what it is that we're feeling and stop and pause and do this type of transformational process, we just kind of keep swirling and going deeper and deeper and taking more and more on and pretty much we're drowning under all this that we've taken on. So pause, you feel, you ask yourself, what do I feel? And then the last part is to choose by asking the question, how do I want to feel? I have just in so many sessions, like transform clients just by shifting them through that process of how do I feel? How do I want to feel? Like, let's just use the example of I'm feeling guilt. I'm feeling responsible. I'm feeling overwhelmed. I'm feeling sadness. Oh my goodness. That person was feeling sadness. Let's acknowledge that. And then we go to the third part, which is how do I want to feel? You know what? Like I've got to go on, be the best mom for my daughter I'm looking outside. It's a beautiful day. I've got a great life. You know what? I'm going to choose to feel happy instead. I'm going to choose to feel grateful instead. I'm going to choose to focus on the fact that I had an amazing session with that client. And I trust and know that they can go on and do something amazing with their life because we made great progress today. Yeah. So it's it's the choosing the new emotion, but it's also choosing where to focus your energy and your thoughts in a way that's productive and allows you to feel that emotion, allows you to sustain that emotion. Because our focus, especially when it comes to empaths, our focus is our superpower. Because so many times as empaths, we're programmed to focus on everyone else. We're programmed to focus on the external because we're so sensitive to other people and their emotions and their energy and all these things. So we haven't always been programmed right? To focus on the inside and to choose what we want to focus on. And so that's really the key is to recognize the power of being intentional with what we focus on. What's wrong will always be available to you, but so is what's right. And so part of being an empowered, abundant empath is choosing to focus on what's right, what's empowering and what will serve you as opposed to the things that are truly outside of your control, which is basically anyone else, everyone else and what they're doing in their lives. Yeah. They're looking you're in control of as you. So one thing that came to me when you were talking about a little bit earlier about the whole people pleasing and fear of rejection and over responsibility taking, whatever that word is, is, and this is something I speak with to private clients regularly, is we have in our DNA, I think, and I don't think we've evolved out of it quite yet, like the fear of rejection is like literally inside our bodies because when we used to live in tribes thousands of years ago, even some people hundreds of years ago, you know, and some people to this day live in tribes. If you're kicked out of the tribe, you will die because you don't have shelter and food and all of that stuff. And so most people in the Western world these days, that's not actually reality. Like we, A, know too many people follow too many people on social media, like have like so much information that's overwhelming us. But then also like we don't live in tribes where if we piss somebody off, they're not going to kick us out and we're going to die. Like if they do kick us out of their circle, we're not going to die. So that's something that you, I so often teach my clients to listen to their body, but that's like the one time where I'm like, Mm -hmm. Hey, your body's saying this, but it's not actually true. Yes. Do you agree with that? Absolutely. It's like a, it's like we've been programmed with a spider flight response with that rejection. 
And that's where even something like fight or flight, we talked about the breath. The breath is so critical to just put that pause so that you're not in this reactive fight, flight, or freeze kind of a state. You're in a proactive, responsive, I'm in control of the situation. I can recognize that this thought process, this loop I'm creating about the fact that I'm going to be kicked out of the tribe, that is this primal instinct within me is not reality anymore. Uh, I hadn't thought about it that way, but that's very, very interesting. I think you make a really good point. The other thing that that brought up for me as you were talking about it is the age that we're in right now. So we just moved or are moving. There's no like definite definitive date, but we are moving into the Aquarian age coming out of the age of Pisces, which I think is really interesting in the comparison that you just made, because Pisces is about oneness. That's an energy of like, let's all come together. Everybody be one. Let's all kind of like blend our energies together. Pisces are a very empathic, very intuitive (laughs) sign, by the way. I work with a lot of Pisces clients. I mean, I have a couple signs in Pisces myself. So that being said, the Aquarian age, how is that different? And how does that give us even more permission and opportunity to really step into our own? The sign of Aquarius is all about uniqueness. It's all about individuality and going your own way and innovation and new systems. So I almost wonder if as we move into this age of Aquarius, there will be an evolution in us as well, where we maybe won't feel as much of that, that primal response. The beautiful thing about the age of Aquarius is that it is about individuality, but it's also about how do we be individuals, but then all come together as a community, as a collective to be our best and be better together while still staying on our own individuality and uniqueness. Yeah. So we're taught in human design that that global cycle shift started in 2020 and will finalize Mm -hmm. in 2027. And it's Mm -hmm. so crazy because one of the things with that shift is the spleen chakra center losing as much potency, which is that fear, um, which is so crazy. And I talked about this. I did an episode the first, like January 4th, 2022 about the global cycle shift. And I didn't even know what I was talking about with the, as far as the Aquarian age and all of that kind of mm-hmm. stuff, but it lines up exactly with That's what you're so talking interesting. about. Yeah. Yeah. Well, look at that. We're making so breakthroughs from the human design yeah. expert and astrologer together and so cool. <laughs> you can figure out the secrets of the universe. But that, that like gives me quite a bit of relief because I feel like, so I'm turning 39 this year. So it's my goal by the time I turn 40 to like have 0% people pleaser. Now that means obviously still want to be kind to people and all of yes. those things, but not be a people pleaser at all in my twenties man, I was a people pleaser. I was also just like trying to act like a super extrovert when I'm much more introverted. And Mm -hmm. it was just, it was crazy. And it's so hard because I still have a lot of friends from when I was younger, like when I was in college and stuff, and they've seen me change so much. And I used to be the person that always said yes to everything, always was at every social event, always texted back right away, always did everything and hosted a lot of parties and all this. And now I'm like, It'll take me 11 days to text somebody back. I don't go to any social things hardly at all. I mean, the pandemic helped with that a little bit, but I now listen to my gut of whether I want to do something or not. And I try to like verbalize it where I'm like, hey, don't take this personally. Like, I love you. I just, Mm -hmm. I'm feeling like a hermit today and that's okay. You know, so it's been so hard making that transition. 
Yeah, no, I totally resonate with so much of that because same, like I've always been very social and I'm, I'm definitely an extrovert, but there's an introverted part of me that needs that decompression time and that self time. And since I've started a business and been on my own spiritual journey, like I resonate with everything that you've said so much. And I think part of our evolution as humanity and kind of coming back to this concept of the Aquarian age is back to that individuality piece, Mm. right? It's beautiful to have friends and people that we know love us and to get together and have community, but we've got to take that time and give ourselves that gift of filling our own cup and really stripping back the layers of the conditioning of who we think we need to be does take that alone time. It does take time for us to decompress. And the more empathic we are, sometimes the more time we need to really get back to who we are and stay anchored in who we are. So yeah, it resonates so much with all of that, Allison. Yeah. And especially since becoming a mom, most of my friends, I was like one of the last of my friends to have kids, but most of my friends have kiddos also. And I would rather have a girl's weekend twice a year with no kids where we can have like one-on-one hangout time uninterrupted then see my friends every weekend while kids are running around screaming and we like hardly get to like have an adult conversation. Mm-hmm. And I know that not everybody's that way, but like that would fulfill me. I'm quality over quantity, I guess, as far mm-hmm. as time. Yeah. And I see a lot of the Aquarian, you said it's the moon and the rising, I believe is the Aquarian signatures. I see a lot of that in what you just described because so much of it resonates with me and my Aquarian son. Like I value community but it's not just being together for the sake of being together. It's like, I want to have intellectual conversations and quality time and talk about like, how are you changing the world? Like, what's up, what, what are you doing? What's new with you? How are you growing? How are you evolving? It's all, also very Sagittarius. Yeah. So it's like that higher level of connecting as individuals, but a higher level of maybe conversation or connection where it's not just that day-to-day like, tell me what you ate for breakfast yesterday. No, tell me what's really going on in life. Tell me what your goals are. Tell me where you're headed. Tell me what's been on your mind. Tell me, you know, the new books you've read, like things yeah. like that. And so that just tends to be a very like Aquarian type of thing. And we're, we're kind of like, we're an interesting mix, the Aquarian energy. I don't want to talk too much about that, but it's like the collective energy is important, mm-hmm. but the individual energy is also important. And I'm, I love hearing you say like, you're on this path of releasing the people pleasing. I think a lot of Aquarians go through that because we care about people. We love people, but at the end of the day, our journey is to be unique and individual and go our own way and even be a little bit rebellious mm-hmm. <laughs> every <Yes>. now and then. <laughs> yes. I totally resonate with that. Okay. I have one more question for you before we sort of wrap up and chat about what you have coming up. Mm-hmm. I'm in the middle of doing this like free little challenge for my community called spring clean your social media. And by the time this comes out, it might already be done. So just FYI, we can do it again next year. We're sort of going through our social media accounts and unfollowing people that don't resonate or muting or whatever that looks like and really curating your Instagram or whatever platform you decide. I'm using it for my Instagram and curating it so that it serves you as a tool rather than it being a place where you go and you're the like consumer of all of this just information that overwhelms you. One of my goals is to get down to under like a hundred followers, because I know that 
in our genetic DNA, we're really not supposed to know more than like 150 people. Mm. It can overwhelm us. And so I think that since having these social media platforms, there's a lot of good that comes from them. Obviously, information is spread and all of that kind of stuff. But it can also be really overwhelming, even for empaths. Like I notice that I get on there and I've unfollowed a lot of people. And so I have it very curated already, but I'm going to do even more this month while I while I work on this spring cleaning. But I notice that even being on there affects my energy so much. Mm-hmm. What do you teach about like social media curation. 100%. I love what you're doing. And what was coming to me is that what better way to hone in your connection to your own intuition than to go through your feed. And and this kind of comes back to you because I'm a generator, right? And I have the sacral authority. So it's like that, uh uh-huh, uh-uh. Like what lights me up is you're going through the feed. Like what adds value? What lights me up? How do I feel when I read this post? If I don't feel great, beautiful, like cut it. One of the other things, it's not specific to social media, but I think it's important to share is I like to teach empaths to be on offense, not on defense. And what does that mean? I mean, it's kind of a sports analogy, right? When you're on offense, you've got the ball, you're in control, not about protecting yourself or stopping the other team. It's about you being in the driver's seat. And so the same thing can be applied to social media as any other area of your life, your time. That's a lot. I talk so much with impacts about time management. It's like, you've got the ball, you're on offense. It's your life. Morning routines, that's something else we talked about. And that's a great way to center yourself and put yourself on offense for the day. And yeah, social media, like you don't need to be defending your energy on your own social media feed. So if something doesn't resonate with you, it's okay to release that person with love. And that's a beautiful kind of mantra to have. Even on, you know, we talked about taking on other people's energy clients, things like that, you know, return to sender. I return any energy that is not mine. Return to sender. Any energy that is not not mine, I lovingly return it to sender. Return it to whoever its rightful owner is. There's no reason we need to keep that. And sometimes just acknowledging the fact and then returning it with love is a beautiful process. That's another thing, right? Like sometimes I hear about empaths and some of the stuff that's out there, it's very like defensive. It's very like protect your energy, like, you know, people are on your space. And that to me, that seems kind of like a victim mentality, right? We are not victims as empaths. We are here to be creators. We are here to change the world with our beautiful empath gifts. So start to think about that. Start to put yourself in that offensive, empowered state where it's like, I'm here. I shift the energy in the rooms I walk into. I don't take on energy. I'm not talking about me specifically. I'm talking about all of us, like, right? Like we all as empaths, we are generators. We are creators of energy. Start to imagine you shifting the energy of the room rather than the room or the energy being something you're absorbing and shifting you. I love that so much. Cause I think that that is such, that's just a realization I've had lately. I'm not like this martyr victim person at all, but there's times where you're like, okay, like my husband woke up in a bad mood and that affected me, you know? And it's like, okay, no, what if I could affect him and help bring him up or help break, not like in a taking responsibility thing, but like being like, okay, I have this barrier around me. I have my boundaries up and I'm going to keep my vibration high and feel really good. And that will help raise him. Yes. Yes. That's so beautiful. And like, 
this was coming up too, as you were talking, like, think about it. So we're absorbers for energy. We're not just absorbers for negative energy. Yeah. Like think about it. Even we were talking about nature, Allison, even when you're out in nature, like something as powerful as the sun or the trees or the ocean or the sand, it's like music. I was talking to empaths about using music. Like we have the ability to use our empathy or intuition, our ability to take energy in, in a positive way by filling ourselves up with things that empower us so that we can regenerate that and put that out into the universe or other people exactly in the way that you talked about, right? Like my partner is incredibly powerful. I have, you know, coworkers that have very strong, powerful energy, but it's like, man, you know what? I'm powerful as well. And I have the ability, just like all of you who are listening to, to shift other people in a positive way. Yeah. That's what I think it is. We're here to do. I love that so much. I don't take on energy. I shift energy. Yes. So good. Yes. Um, Okay. So tell us what offers you have and then what any, any new things you have coming up. Oh, thank you so much for the opportunity. I am so excited because I'm going to be launching a new program called the Abundant Empath. And this is all about what we were just talking about. So many times empaths, they are the givers. They're constantly pouring from an empty cup. It's like, man, people are stealing my energy. So this program and the coaching that comes with it is all about filling you up, helping you tap into your natural empath gifts, who you really are. We're going to use astrology to do that, as well as different mindset shifts, things that we talked about today, reframing, pause, fill, choose a lot of what we talked about today, teaching all those baseline principles so that you truly are a creator and a manifester of abundance in every single way in your life, whether it's love and relationships or money or stepping into your purpose, the secret and the key is you and learning how to hone your empath power to be and create abundance in your life. So I'm super excited about that. The details are kind of still forming at this time. So if people have like struck a chord with you, reach out to me the best way. Kesleytweed.com is my website. Instagram is Iron Gypsy Life. I love to just chat in, you know, DMs if you're interested in just setting up some time to get together and talk a little bit deeper about your specific empath journey. I'd be happy to, to chat with any of your listeners, Allison. I love that so much. I'll put all of that information in the show notes. And yeah, abundance is like such a first thing I think of always is like money, but there's many aspects of abundance. And I feel like feeling abundance in all the other areas of your life then makes the money part of the abundance or whatever life change you're wanting, life upgrade you're wanting to call in, it makes it come. And part of that's just like feeling that feeling. Like we've been talking about this whole time, the superpower we have as empaths is that we can feel a lot more things. And so if we direct that to the positive things, then our vibration raises. Yes the human consciousness vibration as a whole raises and things just transform, which I think is sort of slowly automatically happening, but we definitely have control over that in our own lives. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And to build on the the abundance piece a little bit more, the reason why this is something that's new and I'm sort of building on something I was offering previously called the Empowered Empath Collective, but the reason the abundant part came in is because I was hearing from so many empaths, like 
I don't have enough energy. I don't have enough time for myself. Mm. I don't have money to invest in myself. I'm like, this is a real, this is the core of the problem mm-hmm. or empaths who have their confidence shaken because they've been through toxic relationships, yeah. need an abundance of love within themselves. And I'm like, we've got to solve this feeling of giving, giving, giving without learning how to be a creator. And so that's why I'm so called to, to put this out into the world at this time. I love it so much. It sounds amazing. And I can't wait to watch this all unfold for you. Mm -hmm. And and hopefully so many of our listeners connect with you and learn more about you. Thank you so much, Kesley, for coming on. You do. This is just a beautiful, like so many light bulb moments. And I could feel that Aquarian connection. And it was so fun to kind of tie the human design and the astrology together. So thank you for the opportunity, Allison. And it's always beautiful to connect with another empath. It was so fun. I was very honored to have you on the show. I appreciate you. And hopefully we'll have you back and maybe we can dig into the astrology part a little bit more because it lights me up to learn about astrology. I like now have my head around all the human design aspects. And I'm like, okay, astrology is part of this and I know nothing. So I'm, I might be learning from you more over the next few months. Well, and I'd love to learn from you as well. So it Yay. could be a great conversation and the audience can learn with us. <laughs> Thank you so much, Kesley. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Allison. Thank you so very much for tuning in to another episode of You Do Woo. I know that you already have a very full life and that there are literally millions of podcasts that you could be listening to. So I'm super grateful to you for being a loyal listener. And I'm so grateful for you sharing your favorite episodes with friends and family members. That is how we are able to serve more people and raise the collective consciousness and really get the word out on a bunch of these fun spiritual topics that we're talking about. I would love to connect with you. Send me a DM on Instagram at you do woo, all one word. I'd love to hear how you loved today's episode and just a little bit about you. I can't wait to connect. Another Sound Off Media Company podcast. It's said that the more time you have to invest, the greater the return. Well, guess what? Kids have the most time if we learn to invest early. That's why I created the Cash Kid Podcast, where I teach kids and some adults financial skills they need to know on how to earn, save, and invest their money. Join me on this journey as we interview experts and explore topics that allow you to grow your money as kids. This podcast will help you become the money expert among your family and friends. Just remember, anyone can be a cash kid. You just have to learn how to become one. Get ready to grow your financial knowledge and your wallet with the Cash Kid Podcast.